Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another beer-tastic voyage. And while despite the weather outside being frightful, it is delightful in here, as it is our holiday New Year extravaganza. And what's your name? My name's Kevin. How about you? (laughs) Uh, My name is Mark. And my name is Justin. Hi, Justin. And I fucking love Mucho Black Gusto. Friday. <laughs> and that is the name of it. And that's the real name of it. It is yeah. Black Friday. This is the only Black Friday in my heart. Yes. Um, so last year, for our New Year's extravaganza, we got shwasted. Oh, we were fucked. In Justin's basement <laughs> on an assortment of barley wine and other really high high alcohol beers. Yes, they were, that was our special release edition. Yeah, what, what the hell was the third? We drank Black Friday 42 and what was the uh, third? The barrel-aged Boris from their yeah. anniversary oh, party. Right, right. And that was, I don't think I could leave your house for like a good two or three hours like after that one we recorded another episode after that yeah we did and, <laughs> and it was basically gibberish yeah it was basically like listening just <laughs> what do you rate this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we have i think we have improved over our extravaganza from last year i think so and i know we talked about it on that episode that we really wanted to do a vertical black friday that is true and we've put it together we, we have a, we have a legit vertical of Black Friday. We have 2015, 2016. 2016, which is one that which is one of the ones we had on that extravaganza. So That's we true. get to compare our ratings here after a year. Okay. We have the latest 2017 in a can and a special special deep from the cellar cut deep cut here. 2015 barrel aged Black Friday. So it's gonna be good. This is great. <laughs> this is gonna be good. Um, but we did pour them out all four together. We uh, brought out some uh, little cocktail cups here. Yes. To, um, to I felt it important for us to have all four of them to, uh, to visual. in front of us to be able to jump back and forth in rapid succession. I yes. think that's important. So if we're going to talk about visuals right now, and um, we'll try to take a bunch of pictures so everybody can sort of see this. Color-wise of the beer, I think they're pretty much all the same. They're all black opaque. Black, black opaque. Absolutely. They all look... I, I, I'm going to say this a few times, but I want to do the clap. Ah, Danica. <laughs> so, okay, some of the differences: the the head on 15 and 16 were basically basically the same, but 16 is super super persistent. Yeah, it is clung to the side of my glass, and I believe Mark got a picture of it. That there's one with a bottle cap just hanging out there. Yeah, yes. yeah, I floated a cap oh, on it. See so you do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Six, uh, 17 was was dark. The, yeah, the head was much yeah, darker. Noticeably yeah. darker from the previous two years. But that was similar to the barrel-aged color, which was also markedly darker than the 15 or 16. Yes. Um, so, I, I, do you guys just want to start with 15? Um, I was actually thinking that we work the other direction. Work our way start back 17 to, and go to back. see the base and then kind of see how it changed. So, okay, so so aging-wise. And now, one thing we don't know, um, I, I'm assuming that the grain bills are fairly identical um, from year to year, but I we don't know that answer. So my I, own, I, it is my sorry. understanding that the grain bill does vary from year to year right. to a certain extent. Well, my yeah, they're no- using so much grain, I imagine it, you know, what can they get? My only mm-hmm. knowledge of the grain bill is, it, quote, the mash tun it's, is as much, it's as much grain as we can force into the mash tun. Right. <laughs> That's my only knowledge of the of it, and that is uh, direct from them. Right. 
Okay. So yeah, I, actually, I, I like that idea. So we're going to go 17, 16, 15, and then we'll go to the barrel aged. I think that's a good way to go. Yes. Well, especially considering doing the 15 and the 15 barrel aged next to each other makes sense too. There we go. So, okay. I have, um, I have had 17. I had it, um, you know, as, as per our tradition, um, well, sort of. Justin X is my mule. Yes, I, yeah, I Justin is a beer mule. We pro, my my wife or myself procure the Black Friday. Typically, I would be in uh, Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun gambling. It's been that way, I think, for damn close to ten years. But this year it changed. A bunch of people moved away. Well, and you also stab yourself. Well, that well, yeah. But a bunch of people moved away, and um, you know, we uh, you know, I, I went shopping with my wife at Tanger, which was way le- way more enjoyable than I than I envisioned. But what made it enjoyable? On Black the, Friday, yeah. And you didn't murder anybody. No, but when I, I we went to Long Island when they opened at nine. Then you went shopping. Yes, that's and why you didn't murder people. I no, had was properly uh, lubricated. lubricated. So let me let me just, just explain. People who don't know, obviously, it's called Black Friday. Well, we'll get to that. But it's typically called Black Friday because it is released on Black Friday. Yes, and gotcha. they have they make waffles with this they beer. They make dope waffles oh. with beer in the batter. And they also candy bacon. Oh god damn it! Love candy bacon. And they have vanilla ice cream. Right. So, so you e- get the waffle, you get the candied bacon, you get the vanilla ice cream, and then they have maple syrup there for good measure if you just want even more. And the candied uh. bacon is in maple syrup, right? Right. So right. It's, that's how it's, you get. Yeah. That's oh, why it's, oh, oh, really? I thought. Yeah. yeah I thought, so yeah. I mean, you can candy bacon with other sugar. Right. Yeah. I'm, possible. In the past, when I've done it. I've done it with a mix of maple sugar and maple syrup and brown sugar. That makes way more sense than just and using just a, sugar. And just a little bit of water just to get it all to, to liquefy it enough so that I could mix it. Right. And then, and then re- cut yeah. off the excess. Uh, yeah, and then the water evaporates and it becomes this delicious, glistening treat from the gods. Yes. And this year, our uh, our buddy our buddy Wizard uh, was the one behind the scenes making the waffles. It was nice to show up, and I, I looked through the window out into the brew room where they're making the waffles, and I just see Wizard and his family making it, and I'm like, hi. Yeah, I believe I believe we've established the fact that Justin can no longer go to any brewery without seeing Wizard. Yes, it's, it's you know, it's unreal. Cool but, um, Wizard, he's a good guy. That was a great way to start the day, and the special thing for me that day, other than being able to have the Black Friday 2017 right off the tap, right. was that we got to have... Um, I got to have the 2013 Whiskey Barrel Black Friday, Ooh. which was insanely good. Yeah, that's one of the nice things that they, you know, in addition to the waffles as right. part of the release party, they always pull out, like, some reserve kegs of previous years that they've just been sitting on specifically for, you know, that, you know, for that the event. current year's release party. That is really cool. I, unfortunately, have not ever been able to make my way out to... I've only been to it once, and that was, you know, four years ago now when my wife was pregnant with my daughter. Right. And I know we sent Stephanie a few years. Yes. Steph was typically the mule. Right. (laughs) And you get to go, but I would really like to get out there at some point for that event. But what I really, really want to do is start drinking these because they're staring at me. Okay, go ahead. Calling into my soul. Why don't you guys? Oh, uh, I, already, I already sampled yeah. seventeen. Why, okay. why don't you guys uh, smell and sample seventeen? I'm going to hit on something really quick. We're not going to spend a lot of time on it because it's it's not that important. But apparently, the beer can no longer be called Black Friday. There's yes. an issue with the name and a trademark, and because I don't know all the details, I'm not going to read you know, a Facebook post and pretend that I do. What I am going to say is, it was canned this year in 2017 rather than bottles. And 
the label is black and it says Friday. And I think that, that that's how it should be from now on. If it can't be called Black Friday, I think this label is perfect. I like the idea. I'd prefer it go back you know, to being in a bottle. But other than that, I'm in. Let's just keep doing this. But honestly, next year... I'm touching myself. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I want you to know that, that that's what's happening. I'm just touching myself. Next year, I will be very upset if they don't call it next Friday. Why? Are you just a huge Dr. Dre fan? No, but I think it's a missed opportunity if they don't. <laughs> yes, I think next Friday is a good good idea as well. But um, you I know, think if anybody... Friday after next would be Night just out, right? <laughs> yes, if anybody wants any more details, you can go to Long Ireland's Facebook page. They made a post about it. But yeah. um, you know, I feel feel like you know, being that we're we're doing this, we may as well mention it. And um, yeah, just <clears throat> go buy this beer. It's Damn good. The nose on it is deliciously roasty. It is it is very strongly roast, yeah. You know, it mm. smells like a deep coffee roast, like a nice dark roast coffee. With the you can t- smell the dark chocolate in there, notes of like that really darkly roasted malt. And do we know how strong this year's version is? I could no idea. I could wear this as a if they, if they made this. I into don't a see pr- it on the can label. If they made this into a cologne, I would wear this. I don't wear cologne, but I would wear this as like my musk. <laughs> I wish this is what I smelled like. I agree. I, I like the roast. The roast follows through in the flavor. It's a it's a nice fresh um, uh, stout, it, and it's you say black coffee, right? You know, I think this this is a fine black coffee. Like I've, yeah. I've had black coffee a couple of times in my life. I, I I would like to like coffee. I think maybe <clears throat> at some point I'll travel down that road. Right. But if I could find a coffee that tasted like this, yeah, I, I, you could probably not stop me from drinking. I it. will say, if you get some of the better Italian roast coffees, this is what they taste like. Oh yeah. Like if you actually get like a, a one of those ones that's absurdly expensive. We used to do. Uh, I worked in a Williams Sonoma for a little while, oh, right, right, so right. we used to do samplings of them on occasion of some of the ones that we would sell in that kind of store. You know, twelve dollar a pound, fifteen, seventeen dollar a pound coffee, which I think is absolutely absurd for coffee. Uh, Agreed. But they are so smooth in the roast and so full in the flavor of it that you don't want coffee or you don't want cream or sugar in there. Like you just want the black coffee. Yeah, and I mean that's what these taste like. Uh, my brother turned me on to it, and it's what I've been drinking of late, but the uh, Folgers Black Silk Coffee okay. is uh, pretty darn good. I haven't tried that one yet, but uh, I was uh, I was on a kick of uh, Bustelo, uh, Cafe yes. Bustelo, just because it's pretty cheap. The classic. It's pretty cheap, and it's really good. So, coffee aside aside, yes. uh, I think... Tasting this one, it definitely reminds me of every other time that I've had Black Friday. It's delicious, and I love it. But thinking of how beers age, I can taste almost a little bite at the end of it that I'm thinking might disappear as it's hung out for a little while. Yeah, I I agree with you. For sure. I mean, anytime you have an Imperial Stout, they always sort of say... That's the, the like a traditional beer that you would age, and I right. think that's one of the reasons is those flavors definitely mellow when you end up with some. Some people say plum or stone fruit stuff. It depends upon how the oxidation affects everything, which is why it's interesting to me that this year's is in a can because you could hang on to this for years, right? And it's probably not going to change very much, right? Which is which is totally fine. I mean, I obviously someone like me, I, I like aging them. I like finding mm-hmm. out how they how they go, so it, it fits right into our vertical. It's fine, it, which right. is good, but the quote-unquote base 
the fresh one right. is still super drinkable and really good. I think oh, you, yeah. you mentioned that before, Justin. You kind of said it was a young stout. Yes. Or, and that's exactly what it is. It, it, having had more beers that have been aged and hung around for a while now, I do see this tasting that way, and but it's still delightful. It absolutely is delightful. Oh, yeah. it's uh, You know, the only thing that I can say is that if, um, you know, roast... Strong roast is not your thing, then you're not really going to find at least well, an imperial stout is your thing. Well, yeah, but you can have like uh, Boris the Spider isn't isn't this strongly roast? Okay, yeah, I suppose so. So, uh, you know that, that that's all, but you know, so maybe that's not the the best starting point. But I'm gonna travel back in time now, one year. So while while Mark is uh, is sampling that. I can say the twenty the twenty sixteen um, again. This one we've had in a bottle. This was purchased Black Friday last year. I know because my wife was there getting it. Like, yep. you know, again being our mule. Um, it's been hanging out on my wine rack for. I have a wine rack. It has two bottles of wine and the rest is beer, as nice. it should. <laughs> so um, on the Long Island website, they they have the information. They they show the picture of twenty sixteen. I'm assuming that it's uh, it's similar. And um, the ingredients listed, they actually have the grist on here, is English pale malt, caramel malts, flaked oats, wheat, chocolate malt, and the hops are magnum and Willamette. <laughs> Willamette. So what do you guys... Uh, what, what, I'm just what amazed is it? that it's been a good 10 minutes and the head is still there. Oh, my God. It, like, oh, yeah. It's clung... Like, if you if I had if I poured this out right now like, in a bucket, the whole whole inside of it is going to be still laced. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So what what is the what, how do we compare the aroma and the flavor there? The aroma seems very very similar. I'm not picking up a lot of difference in the aroma. It's not as But you guys are in better yeah, nasal it, shape it's, than me. Uh, it's still <clears throat> roast is still the prominent note on the aroma, but it is not as strong yeah. as this year's. Yes, I, I agree. The flavor is much more rounded. The, it's still roasty, but it's not as uh, less coffee flavor to it. Yeah, it's it, and it's not as uh, it doesn't have as much of a bite. Right, that bite has kind of gone away. There's a little bit more chocolateiness to this. Yeah, and yeah, very... I gotta say, the persistent head gives it a really much creamier mouthfeel. You all right there? Yeah, I'm getting almost an acidic quality on mine. Um, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Um, it might be a little bit of, a little bit of roast. I also I should probably cleanse my pal a little bit because I'm getting roast on roast on roast. But all right, I can see, I can see what you mean. But that might just be some um, like at first I thought it was plum. It might just be some uh, you know roast astringency. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that I'm I'm getting you know basically I'm we're gonna drink basically drink four Russian imperial stouts back to back. You know yeah. they're they're similar, so they could be the roast could just be stacking. Why why are you using that mug? I don't know. I have no idea, really, to be honest with you. I don't I, know where it came I, from. I, I, honestly, I wouldn't drink out of that. Okay. That's a good plan. I I, I just grabbed a random random glassware. <laughs> a random vessel on the table that I know was sitting there when I got down here. And I have a glass, so that was pretty dumb. Um I like this one. I really like how it's how it's smoothed out and rounded out. Round is the is the right word for it, Mark, that it's the flavors have blended a little bit and they've started to become a little bit more smooth. Throughout. Yeah, I, I, I don't really pick up the acidity that Justin was talking about. 
Yeah, I, I, I get I, it. I, I still get, get it. it on the. Uh, you still get it. I get it towards the finish. All right, I'm gonna go one more time here to see if I get it, but I didn't get it the first two times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I know. I think it's more of an astringent quality than, uh, you know, possible infection because given the age of it and, well, you know, if if it was an infection, like, I would expect much more carbonation. Yeah. I would expect, given the fact that it's over a year old now, that, you know, there would probably be chunky when it came out, right? Well, not necessarily that, but I would expect... M- a much stronger acidity, yeah. If, if it was in fact, yeah. Well, especially with the with the age on it, you know what I mean. Right. You're, you're right. It would, you, would, you would expect it to be more, but yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm the out, I'm definitely the the outlier um, in terms of uh, finding finding the acidity. But it it could also. I mean, at first at first when I smelled it, I thought it was more of a plum, you know, smell yeah. from oxidation. But uh, which is you know, in this case, when you're aging something, for anybody who just to throw this out there when you're aging a beer what you're really doing is is allowing it to oxidize minorly because there's a little bit of gas exchange underneath the cap and that's right. that's basically what's causing the quote-unquote aging right and you know a lot of times you'll hear people say that oxidation for beer is bad but when you're trying to age one you're doing it on purpose slowly and that's why aging is dicey because you could keep a beer in there for a little bit too long kind of like our you know champagne showers experiment yeah <laughs> and have and it's not that's it's not a bad beer but you you know, I, I we let it go a little too long, right? Um, so there's definitely a sweet spot, but it depends beer to beer. Agreed. Um, you know, I think it's a yeah. I I kind of like it. I think it's a. I think it's a good example, and I'm looking forward to moving on to the next one, which I see you guys have already, and I'm seeing some faces, which I can't tell if you're enjoying it or not. Yeah, I, I can't tell either. I definitely get a lot more. Assertive acidity. Yeah, in, me too. In the fifteen. All right. Well, let me try this one. It's not. It's not that it's unenjoyable. It's just not what I would. Ex- what I expected. Right. Yeah. Okay. I definitely taste acid in this one. Yeah. Um, I would say that this one might have been a- hung on to a little too long. Yes. Um, I will say also that. My uh, my white rack is not the optimal cellaring for you know location, right? And environment, but um, I've had other beers that have hung on for hung on in there for a little while that have been perfectly fine. So, um, but this yeah, one might have I hung mean, on a little too long. We're also talking about a two-year-old beer, so right. And you know, acidity is not going to develop from temperature alone. Right. I mean, I don't even know that temperature would play a factor at all. It's really more, I mean, is there something in there to infect it? I mean, since the acid is, I mean, again, you, I could definitely be wrong, but I think that the, you know, have the only way you're getting acid is with an infection. I don't think that, it doesn't taste infected to me. It just tastes, it could be over-oxidized. We could be, could be oxidized to the point where we're getting that. I don't think oxidation is going to... Uh... I don't think oxidation can create acidity on its own. I, you know, there may just be a uh, you know small uh, population of Brett in the beer, maybe, which has produced yeah. you know low levels of acidity over the past two years. Yeah, you know, anytime you age a beer, it's going to be a little dicey in terms of uh, 
what you're what you're gonna get. Because Brett, I don't think it's completely unpleasant though. Still, no, no, no. I, I I'm gonna I just, I'm gonna drink it. Yeah, I just uh, no. I just did that because I, I I mentioned that just because yeah. I don't want to give the impression that we think it's bad. Um, it's definitely an interesting way that it ages. I feel like this might be a, uh, you know, maybe one year might be the cap as how far we want to hang on to one of these. And, you know, but you've got a little bit better conditions to keep the beers and maybe, you know, a two-year beer that's, I don't, I don't know. Well, what's interesting is maybe, you know, we're not going to record it today, obviously, but I have a, tw- I have a 2016 that um, right. we're probably going to drink on uh, Christmas Eve. Right. So maybe we'll do a quick, we'll bounce and do a quick recording of that. Um, as a follow, as a follow up, you know, maybe yeah. we'll, we'll put that out on social media, and I, I'll link to it in the show notes, just to see whether or not it was condition based or bottle based or whatever, whatever it was. You know, maybe that that one aged differently because that one has been, you know, for lack of a better word, hermetically sealed for right. the last year. It's been in there, but no, it's it, it's definitely not un, unenjoyable. I, I, you know, I'm more than happy to uh, to finish the bottle if anybody yeah. won't fight me for it. <laughs> um, our final one here is the 2015. Um, uh, this is the uh, whiskey barrel aged Black Friday. Mark and I went down for the release of this uh, last February, and uh, this has been in in the same hermetically sealed uh, um, refrigerator at at fifty five degrees um, since then. So we'll see what we'll see what this is like. See the the aroma on this one is much sweeter. Uh huh. Absolutely, you get the barrel scent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, also, vanilla the, notes from the barrel. Yeah, the surface of it has a little bit of a, a little more sheen to it as well. Yes, I, I still have a, a thick, or not necessarily. But there's still a present uh, head. Yeah, yeah, over over the whole of the, my glass. What's interesting to me is I, I mean, obviously it's been a long, been you know since last February since I've had this, but um, the, the barrel, <laughs> damn son, the whiskey and the barrel yeah. are there. This also Ooh. has a, a bit of tartness in it as well. Same thing. So I mean, again, it, it yeah. you know being that now we have we have a 2015 that's been in a whiskey barrel that I've you know obviously it's been even an additional almost year, right? And we have a 2015. They're similar in that regard as far as the aging goes. So I think you're right. I think a year might be the right the right number for this one. Yeah, I think um, you know probably I would I would be interested now. Of course, I want to hone in. You know, I'm like. Where's I need six months and nine months. Like to know exactly know. how long it. I, I know, Justin, you want the same thing. You want to know how many weeks it needs to sit in there and be like, it's this week. Like, this is the sweet spot. Well, you know, just to, to the level of neuroses that I have. Right. Um, I have uh, 24 bourbon, 2017 bourbon barrels now. Uh, bur- bourbon County Stout from. Uh, <laughs> you have four of them? F- 24. 24. 24. Yeah. Problems. <laughs> So, we're going to be experimenting a little bit. <laughs> Mark is just shaking his head over here. Oh man! Yeah, I have a I have a refrigerator shelf of Bourbon County. That seems excessive. Well, some of them were gifts. Some of them were going in and out of Costco several times during the same. How trip. many did you purchase purchase for your own intent? Uh sixteen. Okay. That seems excessive. Still seems a little Yeah, a little bit. So for the record, uh, the reason why is because I was at Costco, and it was $8.80 for for a bottle, which is not half price, but pretty close. Yeah. And there was a limit of six, so I was like, hey. Let me get six. Wife, take six of those. I'm going to go on this other line with the other six. Yeah. 
And I had already bought some. So <laughs> that's what happened. I don't know. It's a problem. I have a problem. Please stop, stop looking at me like that. Mark's judging me right now. It's fucked up. Because yes, they're judging us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but back to the beers themselves. The I think you do tip, pick up that same kind of acidity that you get in the 15 um, in the bourbon, in the uh, barrel 15. You kind of see it. So I think maybe that is just the aging process of this this great bill. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine that it, that it's not. Again, right. It's, they're too similar in two different, completely different environments. Right. So um, that makes me feel better about how my uh, the conditions that I kept them in. Me too. Um, but I still think that while 2017 is fantastic and supremely drinkable, I think 16 kind of is like that sweet spot beer for me. That it's got there's that little bit of softness to it to smooth it out, and it's uh really really still delicious yeah it's it's going from 15 to 16 you can definitely see the difference in um acidity and 16 still has solid roast character but not quite as harsh as 17 so i would say that 16 is is the between the non-barrel age version 16 would be the winner for me i i to me i the one i like the most is the um the whiskey barrel aged, which is funny because when I, I remember vividly when we drank this at there, I was like, well, the whiskey barrel didn't improve this. Yeah. But after it's gone a year, that's the one I like the best out of the group. I, I kind of, I, I remember drinking it at the brewery at the, the release party event with you, Justin, I and I remember feeling like that the barrel aging didn't really add anything very appreciable to the Imperial Stout at the time of drinking it. So I agree with you there, but um, like I, I definitely get uh, vanilla notes, and maybe it was because I was drinking this without having. Yeah, the you know its counterpart. Yeah, base 2015 to sample it against. So I was going off of memory. So because the the you know this came out in February or whatever it was, and you know it's also 2015 Black Friday. So it's not like I had anything to really compare it to. As so I was going off of memory, and I was like, yeah, you know, it tastes like Black Friday to me. Like, yeah, I definitely. Um... I experienced the same kind of thing with uh, when we first opened it that I hadn't had one in probably since this time last year. Right. Um, so when 2017, when I you know started sipping on 2017, I was like, this is what it is, man. This is how it's supposed to taste. This is great. I like this. Uh, but the, the definitely the bourbon barrel one is a nice addition. And the... But... Again, I'm going to repeat myself that the 2016 is probably my winner for the day. I think it's kind of the ba- it is the most it's the most balanced of all all four of them, I believe. I think a good idea would be to let's you know we might as well rank them in terms of of what we like. So I'm going to go from bottom to top. <laughs> so number four, number four, it would be it would be 15. There's definitely some acidity in there. Um, it's still very drinkable and. Um, you know, there's a little bit of roastiness left to it, so um, that that would be the fourth. 
The third one is going to be the 2017, and that's like you know, it's. I feel bad saying three because it's still still right. Still, yeah. oh yeah, fantastic. I have you know a bunch of those cans left. They're definitely going to get drank. Yeah, I, I have three at home. I'm not. I'm not sad about that at all. Right. Uh, the, then it would be the 2016. Um, and then it would be the 2015 whiskey barrel. Okay. How about you, Mark? Uh, I'm going to agree and say the 20 base 2015 would be number four. Uh, I don't know. Then it gets hard. I agree. I, I agree. Oh, it's, I, it's definitely a tough ranking here. It, and we are splitting hairs, but that's kind of why we wanted to do this, because we wanted to be able to see the real differences between them. I guess I would then put 2017 at number three, then um, Barrel Age 2015, and then finally 2015. 2016, uh, you mean? 2016, yeah. yes. Um, I'm going to second Mark's rankings there um i like the 2016 just a little bit better than the barrel rate that the barrel aged 15 but um just because the creaminess of that really persistent head was something that i enjoyed adding to the beer that didn't really occur with the rest of them but to something that i think really adds well to the beer and on the few occasions that i've had it elsewhere that i've had it on tap and things like that having that is really nice yeah, I, I I agree. Now, last when we when we did that episode fifteen with the the extra and uh, year end extravaganza, I love that fucking word extravaganza. Extravaganza. <laughs> um, we we rated this on our stand. We rated the twenty sixteen on our standard scale. I thought it would be, might be cool if we rated twenty seventeen on our standard scale and compared it to what we had for twenty sixteen. Then, okay. Um, well, I will say twenty seventeen is a growler for me. Okay. Uh, pretty solid. Uh, yes. Okay. Then I can drink half the growler and make waffles with the rest. You said the I same fucking thing last year. Word for word, <laughs> the exact same thing. I um, I will. I, thir- I also just poured uh all of my four samples together into one glass, and it's pretty damn good. All right. Well, I have enough left to do the same thing. I already finished one of mine, so maybe I'll do that with the other three. So anyway, just to recap, last year, Mark. I had a growler. He had a blended. Uh, <laughs> Mark has a blended one now. <laughs> I, I had a growler, and Kevin had rated a bomber. So now we're at a hat trick. All all growlers, and I'm pretty sure for 2016 we would all be growlers as well. Yeah, I, I would. I would stick with this as a growler as well, even for the 16, um, just because it is such a strong flavor that it couldn't be the beer that I get to every single day that I want a keg, but it is a fantastic, fantastic beer. It's definitely something that I look forward to acquiring every year. Yeah. Mixed together, I get—I mean, I had pretty equal amounts left of all of them. Mixed together, tastes like the whiskey barrel one. <laughs> Mostly because I, I pretty, the whiskey barrel is a, is a very, uh, very strong, uh, strong flavor. Um, I am a huge fan of this beer. I know they're going to keep making it. I don't give—I don't care if they call it White Friday. I don't give a shit what they call it. Yeah, I'll be there every you know, especially for the for the waffles. And you know, now that Mark is uh, is gonna not have any more kids, he's probably still gonna be he's probably still gonna be traveling out to uh, yeah, Ohio. I'm gonna be in Ohio again next year. So. But uh, I will be uh, I will be attending every Black Friday that I can, and then uh, getting properly lubed up to visit the Tanger Outlets. <laughs> 
I unfortunately usually have to work on Black Friday, so I'm sure I'll be continuing to work. But I'll be continuing to be the mule. But as long as I have my uh, East End mules to bring me beer, I'm going to be happy. No doubt. Um, well, guys, it's been another uh, fantastic calendar year. Indeed. And here we are, a couple more months into year two, and it's like we're uh, still rolling strong. I agree. So, cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. And uh, hey, clinking plastic. Clinky, clink, clinky, clink, clinky, clinky. Clink, 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 clink. And uh, a happy new year to all. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Hello. Your call cannot be taken at the moment, so please leave your message after the tone. Hey, guys. How you doing? It's Steve Wynn from Hopwins. Um, a little awkward here. I got your number from the show. And uh, I just want to say, I think Justin, the last time you were hanging out at the uh, Christmas party thing, I'm pretty sure you drank all my beer. Pretty sure. Haha. <laughs> I think so. It could be Mark, but I, I think we should. I'll be looking for you. Goodbye. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash voyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers. <laughs>